Let's take a look at the board. And the categories are... Potent Potables. Joey, you like movies about gladiators. You're no messiah, you're a, you're a movie of the week. So you listen to me and you listen well. Look, well, let's not stand on ceremony, mate. Let's start the show. Well, howdy, everybody. This is the Potent Pictures Podcast. I'm Dave, as always, and unfortunately, technology got the best of me after our recording of the review of the Transformers The Last Night. So I uh, recovered as much as I could of our recording, and uh, but I wanted to apologize to our listeners for the delay in the posting and the loss of some of the content. But hopefully, you'll enjoy our newly edited version of the review of uh, Transformers Last Night. Now, to start us off, Shawnee, what are you watching and what you drinking? Well, fellas, I... Uh... I'm drinking a rip and swell of Juicy Hops, a uh, Stone Ripper. It's a San Diego Pale Ale. It's pretty nice, light, refreshing Pale Ale for the summer. And then I'm uh, just sitting back and enjoying this while watching the College World Series. But uh, <laughs> uh, since I had some free time over the weekend, I was able to kill off a couple of good uh, new shows to check out. Um, one of which was a CW special, the Riverdale show, which is based off of the RG Comics from the late 50s, 60s, and 70s. Um, stars, uh, it's got an award-winning cast of Luke Perry, Cole Sprouse, who you guys might know from uh, Big Daddy. He's one of the twin little boys. Um, had a little bit of Robin Givens, who some might know as uh, head of the class from the 1980s, 90s. I also got into Glow this week, which uh, Glow is starring Allison Brie. It's the, uh, if, if any 80s wrestling fans out there might be excited about it, but if not... Uh, I suggest checking it out. It's a new one, gotten one episode in, so so far so good. And then uh, lastly, I got into Tracy Morgan's new stand-up special, Staying Alive, that's on Netflix, which, uh, as many of you guys might know, Tracy Morgan, about three years ago now, got in an accident, basically won a ton of money from Walmart. So he basically plays on that the whole time. He's like uh, making reference to the fact that he lives in rich white people neighborhoods now, (laughs) and he... He's like, what is this guy doing here? And he's like, got that Walmart money, bitches. <laughs> so uh, there's there's uh, the the old school Tracy Morgan that comes out with just the absurd shit he says about women. Uh, and then the fact that he's a black guy living in rich white people neighborhood. But it's pretty funny overall. Got some good life perspective and how he could have died. But uh, let's see. Uh, that's all I got for now, though, Dave. Well, yeah, that's what I was watching this week. But Matt, what were you watching this week? So I actually finally caught up on Fargo. Sean, you've been talking about it, and I loved the first two seasons, and I've been delaying getting into the third one just because I want to binge watch it because I don't have the patience for you know waiting week to week. And um, powered through that, kind of started that late last week, and, and powered through it over the past uh, you know seven or eight days, and really enjoyed it. I I, uh, I haven't looked at any of the reviews on it, but I think it you know lived up to the first two seasons. I don't know if the the end was was as um, I don't want to spoil anything, but either way, it's just such a phenomenally done show, phenomenally well done show. Everybody should be watching it. It's the the amount of attention um, just to the overall story that they do, the directing, the acting is just phenomenal all the way around, and uh, de- definitely worth checking out. Obviously, start from the first one just you know because you can. There's always not as as Sean noted previously. There's you know they have little tie-ins to um, the previous seasons. You know, not not direct. You don't have to know what happened in the previous ones, which is kind of fun to see that. Oh, you know, that aha moment when you do see it and when it does happen. Um, and of course, you might as well watch the movie too if you haven't watched that in a while. Oh yeah, um, I also watched Executive Decision. 
uh, Kurt Russell movie, Steven Seagal, uh, John Leguizamo. Um, nice. Right? No, you know, I think it was like 95 or 96. Haven't seen it in a really long time. And I think it, you know, it lives up. You know, Halle Berry is still... Um, it, it was funny. I watched the trailer just to show somebody before I watched the actual movie, and it actually advertised Halle Berry as one of the like top three, you know, actors in the movie for the trailer. And I was really surprised because I I didn't know in like in the mid '90s if she was well known yet. Um, I think before that there was Flintstones and maybe one other thing she'd been in. So I was I was surprised. So I don't know if I caught a trailer that was maybe meant for like a DVD or Blu-ray release or or what. But either way, good fun movie, just a little nice action flick. So wait, did they bill Steven Seagal as a lead? Oh yeah, yeah. Did they? See, I, which is, remember. Which is, I, I remember Kurt <laughs> Russell and Halle Berry. That's about it. Which is even funny, funnier because I guess if you're watching the trailer, you wouldn't catch on. But I don't know if you guys have seen it recently. He doesn't make it very long into the movie, so spoilers. Spoiler. Um, but they Jeez, actually Matt. show that. They actually show it in the trailer. So really, it, you, you can't you know, tell. Though, the, I'm guessing the, the way they cuts, you can't necessarily tell. But if you're if you're paying attention. Uh, you definitely see it happening, so it's kind of funny. I do have to pause you, though, because you definitely called out a classic, which is Halle Berry in the Flintstones. I, I just had to... That that cracked me up. Yeah, but that would do. Right? <laughs> hey, you know, I mean, it's got John Goodman, and I, 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 it's hard to go wrong with John Goodman in a movie. And uh, Rick, Rick Moranis. Moranis before yeah. Rick Moranis, yeah. <laughs> before and, he was done with acting And Rosie O'Donnell, Elizabeth Perkins. Yep. Uh, who else am I missing? Some terrible actors. <laughs> hey, you Mark, also have the, Rick uh, Moranis. Great. You also have the guy from uh, I always forget his name, but from Twin Peaks. Yeah, this, he was in uh, that terrible uh, Elizabeth Perkins movie from uh, Oh Showgirls. Showgirls too. Yeah. Oh, you're t- Kyle. Uh, what is his name? I'm trying to think of it. I know what you're talking about the main guy. <laughs> yeah. Accurate. All right, but yeah, so um, you know, some decent movies and television that I got to watch this week. Definitely happy about that. Um, in terms of what I'm drinking, I'm just having an old-fashioned uh, with uh, Knob Creek, which I feel like somebody had recently, that, you know, on one of the previous, most recent weeks, weeks. But it was somehow sticking in my mind that I wanted it, so I grabbed it from the hotel bar. And not, not the best I've ever had, but can't complain. It's doing the trick. So what about you, Peter? So I'm like you guys. I've watched a few things this week. The first is, I don't know if you guys have caught the show Ballers on HBO, the uh, the one headlined by The Rock. Yeah, what are your Anybody? thoughts, Peter? I, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a watcher. I'm a frequent viewer of the show. So I just finished season two, and this was one of those where I remember I was on a long flight, and I had kind of tapped out the movie selection, so I went into the HBO catalog, and they had Baller season one and I really kind of got hooked and <clears throat> I don't know about you guys, but I was a fan of Entourage. Uh, you know, some people can say there's some cheesy and, and, and crappy parts of that show, but in general, I kind of always had fun with it. Um, from a, from a Baller's perspective, to me, it's kind of like the Entourage of sports. So I, I thoroughly enjoyed the show. I think it's a lot of fun. I think, uh, yeah, so I think Dwayne Johnson does a great job in it. And, uh, you know, Rob Corddry, who's always really funny. Uh, the new season's got, um, his name's escaping me, but... Um, Terrell Suggs. At, well, Terrell Suggs, it's, it's always got some great actual sports stars in it, which is pretty fun to watch. Uh, the, the premise of the show, you know, for anybody who does want to watch... Uh, Dwayne Johnson is a former NFL player who's now become a sports, not agent, but a, uh, a financial agent or a financial analyst uh, slash investor for for uh, sports players in NFL. 
but anyway, a super fun show. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So um, the other two things, one, I caught up on a movie from last year that I've been wanting to see for a while, which is Room, uh, which is based on a book. I actually had a good time with it. It's it's different than I thought. And I won't give away any spoilers because I think it's pretty easy to spoil the movie if you've never heard about it or know the premise. But um, got Brie Larson in it. it. It's a fun, or I shouldn't say a fun movie. It's it's a good drama. And following watching that, we had to kind of lighten the mood. So, well, so here's something interesting. I had never seen a preview for it. I had heard good things and I had seen the posters, but I had never actually seen a preview. And I, I had a sneaking suspicion about what it could be about, but I didn't actually know. So coming in blind, it actually really made it enjoyable. I don't know if it would have affected it if I had seen the, the previews beforehand, but without seeing them, it was pretty interesting. I, I think I'm as confused as Dave because the, the, the trailer made it seem pretty intense. And I know you said you wanted to watch something a bit more lighthearted, but the way you use the words fun and uh, you had fun <laughs> with it, it makes, makes me very confused based off the trailer. But well, I, I yeah. didn't want to see it. It's something I've been wanting to watch, so... Maybe that, I'll be motivated that, to now. That is an incorrect, uh, incorrect <laughs> descriptor there. It, we we enjoyed watching the movie. I won't say it was a fun time, but it was it was a good movie to watch. Put it that way. Um, it's got a dark element, but there's kind of a a light underpinning throughout the movie. And it, I mean, not not necessarily a spoiler, but it doesn't end on on a bad note. So so yeah, I mean, I think it's good. It's got a little bit of everything, and Brie Larson's great in it. So. Um, but the, what we did watch to kind of bring things up, you know, we obviously reviewed Alien Covenant a while back, and I've slowly been catching up and rewatching each of them. So Alien, Aliens, uh, Alien 3, and then yesterday we finally watched Alien Resurrection again. And God, do the movies just get worse and worse. Uh, and I should say from 2, two onward, because two is, 2 is a good movie in its own right, but 3 and 4 are just terrible. Um, and... <laughs> It was at least enjoyable, and Ron Perlman is is in it, so Ron Perlman and anything is always a good time, so that at least kind of lightened it. I mean, overall, it's a, definitely a popcorn fic, flick, like what we're about to talk about now. But uh, but yeah, it was it was worth rewatching, but it's definitely not a good movie. So uh, with that, uh, what I'm drinking, just a simple Thirsty Goat Amber. Uh, it's always a good choice down in Texas. It's kind of one of the staples, something to to go to when you don't want a Lone Star. And uh, yeah, keeping it simple. So Matt, how did you feel? Let, let's get your overall feel on the uh, Transformers: uh, The Last Night. Just your overall on this. You know, I mean, I think it, I think it lived up to what the expectations are set for the franchise. Um, certainly not the best because you know nothing's as good as the the first one. They they can't seem to re. Uh, you know, re-inspire folks with the original take on Transformers existing in the the world that we live in. Um, but also, you know, it's it's been ten years since the original one came out. Um, I don't think the idea of of robots fighting and battling on Earth has has necessarily gotten boring. Um, but we kind of all know what we're expecting, and you know, it's entertaining enough. Um, none of these things are going to be nominated for anything. But uh, overall, I was entertained more so than I had been in the past. Uh, you know, some of the more recent entries. Uh, so can't really complain. It's you know it is a little long, but the 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 momentum throughout the movie was good. Um, plenty of action throughout, and uh, you know you kind of ignore the plot ideas and the and the dialogue, and um, even though some of it's you know mildly entertaining if you take you know you don't pay attention to any of the context or what they're trying to actually do. Um, but yeah, overall it was entertaining for a movie that was over two hours. Uh, can't really complain. 
I don't really know much, much you know, what else you can really say about it. If, if you know what these movies are about, um, you kind of know what you're going to get into. It's, yeah, it's about it. What about you, Peter? Yeah, I think I'm with you, too. And I, I, you know, listen to a few podcasts around movies similar to what we put out, obviously high quality. And uh, they all just destroyed this movie and i'm not gonna lie i think there's something about going into it with with a certain mindset i mean if you've seen the prior three installations i mean the first one i think was a fun movie and it it, obviously it had its quirks but it was in general i think it holds up the other ones obviously i think they kind of go downhill as you move throughout the series i think with that as context when you watch this movie i mean for me i had a good time and i you could sit there and talk about the plot for 30, 40. I mean, you could talk about it for hours about how bad the plot is and how many, you know, cliches and, and terrible bayisms there are in the movie. But at the end of the day, if you kind of go in expecting it, I think you have a, a reasonably good time. So I think I'm with you, Matt. I mean, I had, I had fun. I had some popcorn and, and sat through the two hours and I didn't think it was unbearable. I, I, there's no way I would call this a good movie. But at the same time, I, I don't think it's one that I would call out any more than the previous installments. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think with that, that in context, I find it, you know, it, it's fun to listen to other people tear it apart for the plot. But I don't think it's worth on our podcast doing that. I think it's if, if you've seen the other movies, you'll probably have a reasonably good time. And if anything, you'll have a reasonably good time making fun of this movie. So uh, I think that's all I have. What about you, Sean? Just uh, one quick thing, Matt, Transformers was nominated for three Academy Awards, the original one, for uh, visual effects, sound mixing, and sound editing. So that, That's good. I actually, yeah. I just, actually uh, almost corrected myself th- just to say that the action is quite good and the special effects <laughs> generally look good. So I don't know if it was nominated for anything, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was there. So good to know somebody thought they did an okay job. Yeah, like that's and that's the thing I'll say about Michael Bay. Like it, as bad as I thought this movie was, and as as little as I enjoyed the overall feel of it, I do think that he does a great job with putting together a visually stunning picture. Um, I thought he did that again in this movie, and the action sequences are always top notch. I mean, I'm always entertained for, if not for the acting, but for the, you know, the explosion, <laughs> the explosions. Um, but I think. I think the the big takeaway from this is is that it's not all on Michael Bay. It's on a lot of just the writing, the storyline. I mean, they try to fit. It's to your point. You said it's a very long movie. They just try to fit so much into um, into a storyline that the, half the movie doesn't even make sense. It's just like, oh yeah, remember this thing uh, that happened in the last movie? Completely disregarded because we got this thing that's going to happen this time. So <laughs> I'm just like. I don't even know. Like, I think we talked about not having to know to see the other movies going into this, uh, going into this one, which was good considering I didn't see the third one. So, um, yeah, it's the, the I understand why people have their their uh, issues with it because it's basically just a disjointed mess. But um, it's entertaining nonetheless. But uh, I wasn't a fan if uh, if that didn't come through. But um, what about you, Dave? What do you think? So I'm in the same uh, same boat as Peter and uh, Matt. Um, you know, I think I made a comparison to this when I first uh, watched it. When we talk about the plot, it's it's like a Transformers cartoon plot line. 
it doesn't make sense. It's supposed to just get from point A to point B really quick, but just show like, you know, robots fighting, robots shooting each other and things like that. And humans just running up under it, you know, and, and you made a great point, Sean, that it's just like one of these visually stunning movies where, and I think Michael Bay does that really well, where, you know, he focuses on the action and the, the, the image you're, you're seeing on the thing. Plot, I mean, hell, half the movies that you, you think about that he actually did of recent, um, are all focused on the action scenes, basically, and then the plot kind of gets just written around it. All the Transformers movies, I mean, can you even really tell me in any of these movies an actual plot line? Can anybody remember an actual plot I mean, line Pain in any Dane of these movies? Dane had a pretty decent one, and 13, uh, 13 Hours certainly had some sort of... Real life, but real life, but but real life events, so there was already a story written. It wasn't something that he was kind of going in for. Um, now, Bad Boys 2, uh, Bad Boys, I, I, I will completely leave those out, and The Rock, I'm going to leave those out because they're my favorite movies, so I'm just going to leave those to be. They're, they were flukes for him. Um, hey, yeah, no, hey, I mean, hey. Go ahead. He, I mean, he what? built his career off of those, like, were the first two movies I he know. Did, so. I'm calling them flukes because of recent. I've just been kind of like, I, once he got on Transformers, it was like, well, I, mean, I don't it, know. I mean, I was Literally the in the past 10 I mean, years, he's only done Transformers and the two movies I, I was talking about. So when you said of recent, I, know. I, I was trying to give him the two that weren't Transformer movies. But God. But, All right. Fair enough. Fair good, enough. good call out with the island, though. But yeah, no. So like, to me, this is just like a great popcorn movie. You know, I think I had mentioned one time that if you, it's hot as heck. It's a great summer movie. It's hot outside. You want to get inside to, you know, get out of the heat and you want to spend a few dollars, by all means, go see it. I would probably recommend everybody to go watch this once it comes on Netflix or whatever your uh, your streaming service is, maybe Redbox. I don't know. Um, but yeah, you know, just... It wasn't my favorite in terms of plot, but for a movie, a popcorn movie, it was enjoyable. I will say that. Uh, Peter, do you have something you wanted to comment? Yeah, I was just going to say, again, you know, I think you guys called out a great point, which is from a visual standpoint, these these movies are, I think, overall, Michael Bay has a pretty impressive visual style, and it's, it's a lot of fun. He knows how to film action scenes. And the first call out I would make is back to our review of The Mummy and just how terrible I think that movie was. And, you know, that was a, that was a movie that again, it was, you'll call it a remake of sorts, but they had the opportunity to, to make a movie that had a good plot and visually could be impressive. And I think they failed on both accounts. Whereas this movie has a terrible plot, but at least visually it's a fun movie to watch. So if I had to pick a movie between the two, I mean, I would pick this movie all day, even though the plot is a mess because you know, again, you know, yes, the plot's bad, but at least you're also there for the visuals. And I think exactly it, the budget obviously helps this movie. I think this movie had the highest budget of all the Transformers. It was like two hundred and fifteen million dollars or something. So it's a pretty insane amount of money. But, uh, you know, it pays off and I think it helps to carry you through the movie. So um, I just think that's something worth calling out, because, again, a lot of the a lot of the reviews you'll read is just, you know, this, how terrible this movie is. But at least visually you have something fun to look at. Yeah, and I mean, if you look at his career of all the movies that he does, not one is like it's it's got his it's got his signature style. And I and I was trying to and I was trying to figure out a way to actually say this and because explain it because it's kind of hard. It's kind of where the camera he always does this, and it's always like a hard action, um, like hardcore rock kind of thing. But the the camera kind of pans at the feet of the actors, kind of from the from left to right, and kind of kind of pokes up. Do y'all know what I'm talking about? It's kind of angled up at them. Do y'all have any idea what I'm talking about? 
yeah, kind it's of a, that it's profile a, shot. Yeah, he does an interesting and I've no and you know I started when I was looking at his um all of his movies and I'm sitting there thinking about him going. He did that in every single one of these movies. It is a typical, um, just a it is a Michael Bay signature shot, and for some strange reason, it gets you gets me amped up when I'm watching these movies. For some strange reason, like the only the, it's a recurring thought in The Rock that whatever I I think of is that shot. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of um, like J.J. Abrams when you watch the the, uh, the Star Trek movies. He loves the lens flares, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's kind of his thing. And exactly. You, he he overuses it at times, but uh, Bay has. You're right. A lot of his movies have that similar visual style, and I, it's appealing, and it's it actually looks good, and it makes it look like something that costs it cost enough money that you should be watching, right? So I mean, exactly. it kind of kind of passes that. To, to be test. fair, though, no director has any sort of uh, kind of shots or stylings that are as ubiquitous ubiquitous as as the lens flares for J.J. Abrams. <laughs> this is true. This is true. <laughs> but. Uh, but I think it's the easiest one to 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 point out because it just <laughs> he he got he got a little crazy with him. You have to admit in uh, Star Trek, little little. Yeah, little, did I use the wrong? Top. Did I use an incorrect word in saying that that's ex- oh, no, okay. no, you did no, like no, okay. you, you said it. No, you okay. said it perfectly. No, no, no. I was agreeing no. with you completely. Uh, so, but just to just to you know jump onto that, you know, Dave mentioned checking this out on Netflix or streaming or at home at some point. But I'd actually say, if, you know, if you can catch a matinee or something, this is a movie that you know kind of theaters still exist for. Um, it's not great, of course, but I mean, if you're going in it knowing you're seeing the action, it's not a bad reason to go see a movie in the theaters. Um, you know, Spider Man Homecoming is going to be out in a second, so you might as well wait. And there's there's, a, there's a, some other options out there that, you know, like the one we're going to be discussing uh, next week. But, uh, you know, if you have time to kill and it's, it's a, you know, it's, it's summer, it's hot, like I think Dave said, I think it is worth going to see it in the theaters. But it's certainly not something terrible to have on in the background if you're at home also. No, it's a, it was, a, and I think I pointed, I may have pointed this out, but um, it's a good kids movie I, I think when i was in there i had a lot more kids in the theater with me lots of smaller children that some of the last yes time, right? that, yeah. yeah 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 well transformers movies in general i mean they're they're a fun family movie i think are they are they pg-13 i think let me see i don't even know but i think either way i mean anymore. like you said dave you're the one that i think you mentioned the cartoon i mean yeah. these are kid movies and i think a lot of times reviewers forget that and I'm not saying kid movies have yeah. to be terrible. We've seen Pixar, we've seen Disney, DreamWorks. You know, um, a lot of them are making great movies that are fun for the whole family and not just you know '90s cartoon in terms of plot and dialogue. But it it's still okay to have those from time to time, and there, there's no harm in that. So yeah, again, it doesn't make it good, but it makes it acceptable. <laughs> well, like if we if so if we had to look at um, movies that were made from. 90s or like i will guess 80 late 80s early 90s cartoons this is probably the one unless i'm thinking of, i can't think of anything else gi joe you know couldn't do anything but like this might be the series that seems to have at least some kind of um pull that you're getting both uh you know the young and the old kind of bringing it in i think it's a good merger on it in terms of it and it's the cartoon i mean like i said it's the it's the plot line is is barely there. If you go back and watch half the the cartoons that you've watched in your kid and actually analyze the plot, I mean, it's a 30 minute episode. It can't have that much to it. And you know, this is that type of movie. You can't, it's an action movie. It's all it is, but it's robots fighting. That's it. That's the premise. 
I think this, I, if anything, I think this movie points out one thing, which is, you know, we're, we're here to kind of talk about movies at the same time. I mean, I'm not here to objectively review this movie. I'm here to subjectively review it, which is, yep. you know, again, we all kind of, at least the three of us, I'm curious to ask you a question after this, Sean, but like the three of us kind of said, knowing what this series is all about, we kind of were expecting the plot to be bad and we still had a good time with it. So subjectively, you know, that's the way I'm looking at the movie. I'm kind of curious for you, Sean, because you obviously were not expecting it to be good. I'm kind of curious why it maybe hit you a little bit differently than us, you know, given that, you know, you were expecting it to be bad and it was still bad. Was there anything over the top compared to the other ones or was it just you'd still rather not spend your time watching it? I think it's a lot of it has to be with me just not being, I wasn't the biggest Transformers kid growing up either. So I didn't have like the nostalgia tied to it um, when it first came out in theaters and everybody was excited about it. And um, I wasn't really into it as much, but I'd say that the reason that I wasn't really into it is because I sort of fell off the wagon after the, this was the fifth movie, right? So the, you know, obviously the first one came out, it was entertaining enough for me to go see the second one. And then the second one was kind of trash. So the third, you know, I, the story, there's just other things I'd rather watch sometimes than, than really this said movie. So I, I think, um, I think ultimately what I would say, and I don't know if this is really going to answer your question or not, but um, I try to go in with an, with an open, open mind. It's hard though, when you've already seen f- three other movies, I guess that you just felt as if they were a waste of your time and you weren't really, you weren't really into it. <laughs> So yeah. I think I started out like the, I started out like, you know, this is sort of I, going into it. Like I said, and as soon as I, I guess the first, from the first five minutes, I just sort of fell off the wagon pretty quick. So I, I don't know. I just, yeah, I like Michael Bay. So I, I'll, I'll go see just because he's always at least puts together something I can enjoy watching, even if I don't have to listen to it. And I stand by my whole suggestion of uh, listening to good vibrations and just muting the dialogue from this movie. all righty well i think you know i think we've got our 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 fairly uh concise uh recommendation on this i mean as long as you don't want to go in and if you're not looking for a plot line this might be a good movie to go see i mean it's a it's robots fighting robots and people shooting at them as it goes on but yeah i think uh i think that'll do it for us uh thanks everybody Sean, Peter, stick to talking about sports stars and not little John <laughs> no, and No, it was, it was sports players, Matt. That's sports right. I bet. I bet. <laughs> I'm going to go back and re-record that just so I don't sound like a freaking moron. Say, say athlete right now and Dave can slip Sp- it. <laughs> sports players and finance people. They wear, finance they wear the cutest little animals. costumes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>